This week on RPG Cast, we cover Soul Nomad, Ash, Beer Fest, and Final Fantasy Tactics. And then hide your shield from the like likes, because we talk about a heck of a lot of Zelda. Welcome, everybody, to RPG Cast for the week of October 8th. It is getting into the midst of fall here. The summer temperatures are disappearing, well, at least for the North Americans. And my cat stares forlornly at the floor, mourning the loss of summer. But don't worry, RPG Cast is still here for you. This week we've got a slightly different cast than usual. Um, Anna Marie does not seem to be with us this week, so we've brought in Adrian Denoden. A.K.A. Omega Byte. Say hi, Adrian. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hey. Um, thank you for coming on for us. And we've got Michael Tidwell, as usual. Say hi, Fireworks. Hello. All right. And we got Brian Boulette. Hi. Also known as Ethelred. And, of course, myself, Chris Privetier, also known as Saba1001 slash Nabuo. Me and my multiple personalities. So let's get right into it, all right? First thing at first, I got a couple announcements to make. First is that Michael Tidwell has made us some podcast art. And you can see it now on the iTunes page for RPG Cast, and you can see it in the, the file if you have a music player that can display album art. And it also shows up in the RP, uh, the RSS feed. And almost said the RPG feed. That'd be nice. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you, Mike, because that looks pretty cool. Valana's jamming to some tunes or something. Yeah, she's uh, looking good. <laughs> um, also, it is your birthday today, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yay. Have a good birthday. 31. Nice. I did all my stuff on Saturday today. It was kind of normal. Hmm. All right. Well, happy birthday. Um, Thank you. Moving right, moving right along into our news stories. Uh, first thing we got up is that Igdra Union is coming out on PSP. Sounds like uh, Sting is developing and publishing this. Um, so, I don't know how much we really know about it other than, you know, kind of a 2D game and, and all that stuff. But I uh, always enjoy uh, those sorts of games. I liked uh, uh, Riviera, which I think Sting also did. That's correct. Do you have anything to say about this title, Brian? Uh, it's a good game on the Game Boy ends. So I'll probably end up an XP version as well, even though, you know, it's kind of double dipping there. It's an enjoyable game. It's, it's a good drive JRG. Not well balanced, some of the more games, but uh, it's fun. Cool. Um, we also have another announcement that uh, Etrian Odyssey 2 is coming out. So, obviously, the first one seemed to be. Pretty popular, especially among the kind of old school RPG players. I know you liked it a lot, Brian and Michael, and loved it. Probably everybody except me, but <laughs> you guys are all excited about the sequel, then I guess. I'm very excited. I put like a month and a half into that game. It's a blast. Very addictive to play. Very challenging. Okay, we need to make a note of this. Brian and I are excited about the same game. <laughs> I'm sure it's the first time. We both love Ogre Battle 64, for instance. All right, that's true. But we didn't know each other then. So are they doing anything different with the second one? Uh, it's pretty much going to follow up the same sort of gameplay, same general as the first one. They're basically just going to make some tweaks, add some new areas, add some new classes. Uh, exactly what most of the fans wanted, I think. I don't think anyone really wanted them to go back and radically alter Etrian Odyssey, they just wanted a sequel that faithfully followed with the first one and added even more of what made it great. So I'm happy with that. Plus, you can play as a bear in this one. <laughs> nice. I'm excited because they're finally uh, they're adding a lot more map tools. You can use colors. There's a lot more options. You were very limited in... The dungeons were pretty varied in how you could get around, but you were limited in how you could map it, so you pretty much just That's true. kind of rolled with it. And now they'll have arrows and colors and things like that. It'll make it really easy to map it out. That is exciting because the map making is actually one of the more fun of the game. It really gave you the sense of accomplishment as you completed an entire floor and know that you know, made this perfect map. And I think something that will enhance that makes make it, will make it enjoyable. Cool. I might have to pick one of these at some point. So, No <laughs> announcement 
of a release date yet on that, but still in development. I think if you like Persona 3, there's a good chance you'll like a Train Odyssey because I think uh, the, main, the main things that are appealing in one game are the same things in the other. Well, see, Tartarus isn't really a high point of Persona 3 for me. So, I don't know. Kind of more like the high school sim than the dungeon crawl. Oh. Yeah. That, that's why that game's so good, because it has so many different elements in it. Alright, next, it is October, and what would October be without Oktoberfest? And apparently World of Warcraft is doing their Brewfest, which... They had a video which I expected something pretty funny, but... I don't know, I think Blizzard kind of let me down on this. Their kind of trailer for Brewfest. Just a lot of people drinking beer without any liquid in it. Kind of that MMO, we hold a cup up and pretend we're drinking sort of thing that MMOs like to do. But if you're playing WoW and you need something to do this month, I guess you can go get drunk. I just kind of thought it was fun. <laughs> Better than doing it in real life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I had many an XP party where half the party was drunk, so sometimes it now works they, out that way. Now they don't get yelled at for it, I guess. <laughs> there is a, they're at Ram Racing, Mystery Hunts, and of course Free Beer, which... I guess however much free fake beer really counts for, but there you go. And the beer gardens. Yeah, whatever. Do you actually get, like, um, do you get your vision distorted and things like that if you drink too much? I, yeah, you do. Oh, really? It's nice. actually rather entertaining. Your screen completely blurs out. It's quite funny. You also start stumbling around, which is interesting as well. So have you gone through this before? Um, no, I used to play World of Warcraft, and I've gotten drunk a few times in that game. Uh, it costs money then. <laughs> Normally, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, next up, we have a. Looks like Bethesda Softworks is doing a Fallout 3 contest. So they're having uh, an opportunity for fans to contribute some of the perks that you can get in the game. Um, players of the Fallout games know that you get perks. Um, you pick a bunch when you start, and I think, yeah, you get some as you level up. And so they're having a contest for some of the creative perks, and obviously that fit the theme. And whoever gets it will get to... The winner gets their perk featured in the game, and they get to see their name in the game's credits, and also have a choice of PC or console version of the game. Um they're going to some prizes for runners-up, but there's no mention that any other than just the winner will just their perk feature in the game. i got to hope that if they get a bunch of good ones, they'd consider it. But This is kind of a chance for all those Fallout 3 haters to try and contribute a little bit to the game. Probably not enough for them, but... You guys looking forward to Fallout 3 or not caring? I'm kind of indifferent. I'm not a big fan of the Bethesda games for the most part. I'm not really a big fan of Bethesda games, but I absolutely loved what they showed of Fallout 3, so I'm pretty excited about it, actually. I'm, I thought I the demo know. they had of the game was just incredible. Just to wait and see. They keep talking about how many things aren't, weren't done and how many things they show you, and you know the forums are supposed to have this big push, so I'm kind of like... Maybe I should just wait and see a little longer. Hmm. I think waiting and see is probably a good idea, but so far it looks pretty interesting. If anything, it's just made me really want to play the first two. But, well, we'll get to that eventually. I actually have those somewhere um, in my collection. I got them once when they were in the uh, bargain bin together. So. Yeah, I wish I had. They're... Not really in the U.S. bargain bins anymore, unless you're really lucky. Pretty much have to go to a U.K. bundle. Get it off of eBay. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, if I recall correctly, the f- version of Fallout 2 on the bundle doesn't work properly, at least. <laughs> so you have to download some extra patches, and I think there's some fan patches, too. Well, anyway. So... 
Sony is also running a contest with their upcoming RPG coming out next week, actually, Folklore, um, which is interesting. So, because they're having a design of folk, where folks are the monsters in this game that you collect, but you design a folk and win. So they're going to add it to the game as downloadable content. So that guess how how they can do it with so close to the release date. Isn't it coming out tomorrow? Oh yeah, it's this week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not next week. It'll it'll be the time the podcast out. Mm-hmm. So I guess try the game out and see what fits the style. <laughs> you have until October twenty second to submit it, and just make an illustration, name it, give a description, and give it a unique attack, and they'll pick a winner and put it in the game, and everyone can run out and. Hopefully the game will be good enough that they'll want to collect your folk. <laughs> so we'll see how that does. All right. Over on kind of a topic we haven't touched on much on the RPG cast, but we do cover at RP Gamer would be pen and paper, pen and paper gaming. Pen and paper. That's uh, I don't know what I was going for there. Pen and paper gaming. Yeah. <laughs> so. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, one of the releases I saw for this month. On it's our, evil, by the way. <laughs> on our saving throw column, is the infighting D and D rules supplement, which I thought was great to have an entire book devoted to infighting, which is not fighting within an organization, but going to an inn where you would normally see, I guess, getting drunk and punching out the other patrons. So. We've got all the dice rules you need for hurling ale and smashing chairs and all that good stuff. Get, uh, there's even cards, too, so I guess you could just <laughs> break out and, well, into a card battle. Must uh, go with this. The uh, press release kind of mentions a three-dragon ante, some D&D in-world card game. So I guess it can, you know works along with that, but it's D&D. You can adapt the rules as you need to. It's probably, no matter what, I'm sure it's better than the default grappling rules. So Anybody who's tried to figure those out knows how much of a joy it is. You play some D&D, right, Mike? Yep. Ever getting any infights? Uh, no, but there is a new campaign starting where everybody's supposed to be evil. So I'm suggesting there's going to be a lot of, you know, in taverns, houses, you know, whoever they want, slaughtering going on. Maybe we'll have to read up on the book. <laughs> well, I don't play much D&D per se, but uh, with my uh, pen and paper group, we've played a number of other RPGs. And it seems that no matter what the character alignment is, there's always brawling and um, drinking contests to be had. It just doesn't seem to matter whether you're good or evil. Fights and bars just happen. I guess it's it just comes with it, the territory. Really, yeah, it depends on your uh, on your group. I mean, a lot of people want to get it going, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, you know, let's spend three hours not leaving town." Well, you can't win, so it's all about having fun. Right. <laughs> but some people are like, "Well, I want to have a lot more fun with something that isn't level one." <laughs> Yeah. It's up to the GM then to make sure there's an interesting looking character in the corner to get involved or something. Mm -hmm. The fun parts for my group is when they get into fights with the quest giving NPCs, which is always makes it a bit hard to progress. But what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as Brian mentioned a little bit ago, Folklore is out this week. Um, another game out this week. Um, is one we've all been looking forward to. Final Fantasy Tactics, The War of the Lions. And as you can tell, everyone's screaming and shouting with excitement. Or not. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, now that I'm not trusting the internet rumors that the lag is gone... The lag is not gone. It's not gone. It's never been that's gone. What, it's said, never been I, gone. I don't trust it. You never should have trusted it. Yeah. Yeah, well. 
Some some other sites have reported it was, but now I'm, I'm more indifferent. It's kind of like, well, I played this game before. Do I want to play it in slow mo? Well, it's not With that the bad. New translation. That was the whole point. Yeah, the new translation's interesting, but I mean, there were some good quotes in there that we already know are gone. There can't be quotes, but the new translation will actually make the story coherent. I think we can tolerate losing a few campy, funny lines. I mean, they're basically spoony bottoms, and we're getting something better in exchange. Well, yeah, but in the old, in Final Fantasy IV, they kept Spoonie Bard, so, you know. Yes, but you can't keep gibberish. <laughs> yes, yes. I got a good but I had a good feeling. It's never going to fit into as any much, sort of conversation. Or I, uh, I'm as, not much fun, as much fun as surrender or die in obscurity is, I think we're getting something better. True. And Don't blame me. Blame yourself or God. Yeah. These are funny, but... They kind of detract from the seriousness of the story. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think the, that one was a good one because it was all about... It wasn't just, you know, me and you. It was, you know, you were but fighting it was your stilted, god. It was stilted English. And did True. they ever spell Ivalis the same way twice? They couldn't even... A couple times. The same twice. He was Amdolia, he was Amdoria. You know, <laughs> take your pick. Yeah. We had, yeah. We had Lich, we had Rich, you know. Good times. Well, it'll be a... Let's see. Yeah, so good updated translation. Get to play it with a new PSP Slim. Assuming you picked one up. Play it on your TV. Play it on the road. The new cutscenes. Looking forward to that. So we'll all get into that later this week and let you guys know what we think next week. But I think you can be pretty sure we're going to like it. (laughs) Yeah. Adrian, are you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, good. Hadn't heard you for a while. Okay. Yeah, I haven't had many opinions on anything like that. Keep on covering games that I have no opinion on whatsoever. Ah. You have no opinion on Final Fantasy Tactics? Honestly, no. I've I have a PS one version of the game. I never really got into it. I don't really care one way or the other. Oh, that's right. You're one of those people that likes Advance better. Yeah, I liked Advance better. But that's weird. What for? Um, Yes, please tell us what for. Uh, That's I don't know. I really don't know what it is about Advance that I like better. Maybe it's just it's, the fact that it's portable. I like portable tactics games better than uh, the console ones. It, it just seems like the genre was designed for portable gaming. I don't know. Well, this one should suit you fine, then. Now it'll be portable. Yeah, I might pick it up if I have a chance. I got some half dozen games still on my backlog, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you play Tactics Advance first or something like that? Or I did play it first. Yeah. Oh, see, that's what it is. Getting tainted by these games that came out later first. Kind of like everyone else with Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre. Yeah, I guess. I haven't found a copy of Tactics Ogre to even try it, so... Alright, well... Next week, uh, Front Mission for the DS is coming out, and Castlevania X, which is bundled with Symphony of the Night... And then we can have a big debate over both of those. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Which, the Symphony of the Night is with Maria, so it's kind of this modified version of the Saturn one. Is that how it is? Uh, It's the PlayStation version, but go and add Maria and a couple other extras to it. Okay. Should be pretty cool. Now, Front Mission, I think I saw some reviews of this that weren't all that fantastic. What well, are you looking forward it's, to? It's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty hardcore strategy RPG. Um, it's not for casual gamers like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's the kind of game where you're going to put a lot of effort into it, and it's going to rip a lot out of you. Hmm. Um, it's originally a Super Nintendo game. Uh, it got ported to the PlayStation, and they added an extra chapter for that. Um, well, not an extra chapter, an extra, entire extra storyline. 
and they moved the PlayStation version over to the DS. It retained that extra storyline and added even more content. They've added a lot of uh, stuff from from Mission 5 to this version. So that's pretty interesting, even though we never got that in English. I think it's a very good game. Um, It's a really good series. Underappreciated one. Sweet. Good chance to try it out some. I don't think the number four did pretty well. That came out here. Yeah, it did pretty poorly. That's the main reason why we didn't get number five. But I'm hoping if the DS game does well, you know, they could help us get future front mission games in the U.S. Well, four just wasn't that good. I mean, compared to three, four was a real letdown. That's true. Well, hopefully, we'll get more good front mission games. So, It'll work right. out for everyone. All right, so wanted to take a moment and give a couple plugs out to something going on on the site. Um, first is the Saga Noir contest continues. Again, arrange a Saga series track in the vein of the Black Mages, and you will win an album from the artist Piano Squall. The album is named Game, and kind of hard with a name like Game. That's why I have to phrase it like, the album is named Game, because otherwise if just say you win Piano Squall's game, it sounds like you're breaking into his house and taking his Halo 3 or something, but um, anyway, if you're first or second place, you get the game, or the, the album name game, which is arranged piano music, and if you did well in the contest overall, this is round four of, I think, four, something like that, you uh, get to be a resident arranger, which I'm not sure what those duties entail, but sure we'll put you to good use so get on over there if you want to do some composing and the other announcement is we have some openings um looks like we've got room for new news updaters translators columnists for japan demonium actually i think we just picked that up so that's probably closed and uh previewer so you want to do any of those things, hop over to our homepage, click on the hiring call, and apply. And we'll see if you can join the site and help us cover all those RPGs. All right. Maybe even come to the podcast. Yeah. You would get a chance to come to con- come to the podcast. So another good reason to join. All right. All the work stuff's out of the way. Back to games. Like Ash, for example, something that Brian's been playing and apparently loving. Oh, I am. It's a fantastic game. Um, I put an impression up on the site the other night and uh, kind of ended that with saying that, um, you know, there's a possibility the game will completely fall apart towards the end. But so far, this is one of the best SRPGs I've played in years. So better than Tactics Ogre? Well, that came out over a decade ago. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> just trying to understand no it's, it's it's not better than that one that's the best strategy RPG ever made right. this isn't quite at that level um, but it's really good uh, it's made by Hironobu Sakaguchi who I think most people are familiar with um, it's, it's really interesting because it's kind of a combination of strategy RPG and traditional RPG where you form up these teams of characters and you move them around on a grid map like typical strategy RPGs. Um, but when you engage in battle, you actually enter into these Final Fantasy-like traditional RPG battles where you have uh, different abilities and you select your abilities from a menu. You can attack your enemies. You can cast magic spells. Your enemies will uh, take turns. Um, it's really just a standard traditional battle system where you know you have a, a turn gauge at the bottom showing which order everyone's going to go in. You know, you'll have one character take a turn. The enemies will get their shot at you. Uh, it'll play out until you kill your enemies or run away. Um, enemies form in groups of teams, just like your characters do. Um, and it's a really refreshing approach on the genre. I mean, there isn't a lot like this that's been tried. Um, it's, it's very enjoyable. Uh, one thing I'm definitely loving is the music. I've always been a big fan of Hitoshi Sakimoto, who composed Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Final Fantasy XII, Vagrant Story. And he really he he worked with uh, Masaharu Iwata, who also composed Final Fantasy Tactics with him, and they really did a fantastic job. The music is incredible in this game. Um, 
So I'm having a blast with it. Excellent. So it looks like it's shaping, shaping up into something fantastic. So Hopefully it'll uh, get a U.S. release pretty soon. Yeah, there's not one announced yet, is there? There's not one announced, but my understanding is Nintendo had um, the game playable at this event in Europe recently. So it looks like the odds are pretty good that it will be coming here. I'd be shocked if it doesn't. It's a pretty big budget as far as portable RPGs go. Uh, it's like a sure win. Yeah. Sweet. Michael, you just reviewed Soul Nomad. So did you want to yes, kind of tell us what you thought of that? One thing I've noticed on the internet in general is a lot of people think it's a mix between Ogre Battle and um, Disgaea. But it's really not, except for the squad's positioning and attack uh, system, it really isn't like uh, Ogre Battle at all. There's no uh, real-time strategy involved. There's no... uh, Your parties are built completely different. It really just doesn't seem to work out like that. And so I've been trying to, you know, change people's perceptions of how it... uh, how it works. But, um... I don't know. It's a... It's one of those games where you're really going to have to uh, try it out to understand if you're going to like it or not. It's um, it's very unique in a lot of ways, and it's very similar to other games in a lot of ways. Uh, it's really hard to explain. The review does a lot better than I can in you know 40 seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but, uh, I did enjoy it. Well, that's good. What'd you end up giving that? Um, a three point five out of uh, out of five, yeah. out of five, yeah, <laughs> out of whatever score. Out of ten. Yeah. Three point five out <laughs> yeah. of ten. That's a terrible <laughs> score. Uh, that's the Brian score. <laughs> so, you would say rent first on this? Yeah, I would, or you know, try someone else's or something, because it really is going to be kind of a. Uh, it's going to be a personal taste thing. So this is the game with the really potty-mouthed villain uh, yes. ally type thing, right? If if even if you, you kind of think the battle system's kind of eh, you got to play it for the story if you can get through it because it is really, really funny. See, now that's and, that's a little different here. We seem to like the story, whereas I've seen some other reviews where they kind of trashed on the story. Story, they didn't like the humor. So I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. I I did get to see you play a little bit of this, and it looked fun from what I saw. But, oh well. So, yeah, well... Sounds like a good like rent it. try to buy. If you do rent it, you might be able to beat it if you play it pretty hardcore, but... Oh, really? Uh, it's it's I, It was 35 hours, um, but I kind of rushed through it. I could have done a lot more. Doesn't it take a while to figure out the mechanics and stuff, or...? No, not really. Especially okay. if you've done any sort of uh, over battle before, or you know, not over battle, but uh, Disgaea before. Excellent. So, has anyone been playing anything else this week, or should we just jump into Zelda? Or is that the only thing people have been playing? <laughs> I've been going back and forth between a few games this week. Uh, I'm playing some Bioshock and. Uh, more Eternal Sonata. Ah. How you like an Eternal Sonata? I can't describe how awesome that game is. <laughs> Actually, I can. I did so in my review, but yep. it's an amazing game. Still liking it. Well, why are you still playing? I'm getting all the achievements, actually. I've started a ah. second playthrough, and I actually completed the second playthrough. Now I'm just finishing all the little things up that I need to do. So... Achievements. Probably not good for the RPG completist as far as getting through all the other games in their library. Well, it depends on the game. Some of them are obscene. Like, Blue Dragon has some obscene achievements. Things like uh, perfect scores on mini-games, things like that. I did one. Oh, did you? Yes, I did the, uh, the shooting one. And how long did that take you? It took four tries. That's not bad. I tried the wagon one, and I tried uh, six or 
seven tries and said, you know, the points just aren't worth it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, then there's also, uh, in that one, there's also achievements for getting uh, max, uh, max class level in every class. Yeah, that's insane. Nice. Yeah, so not only do the games have you collect 14,000 things just to get your Omega weapon, then they turn around and throw achievements and things to collect outside of the game just to make it even more... Let's not forget the downloadable content. Oh, yeah, downloadable content. Which will actually be fun because then there might be challenge to the game. Oh yeah, I yeah, heard. So what was Blue that Dragon they were adding to Blue Dragon? Yeah. yeah, they just got a new difficulty level and uh, a new game plus mode that starts you out at like level fifty or something like that. I think I was reading. So they're making it harder by starting you out at fifty. It's, m- it's more like what uh, Diablo does, where uh, once you finish the normal difficulty, you start into Nightmare, and you're at whatever level you were when you beat normal, and it's yeah. balanced for uh, that level. Mm-hmm. Well, for a harder level, not necessarily that exactly. Yeah. Alright. That should help, but problem is you have to play through the whole game first, don't you? Um, I don't know. Actually, I haven't tried downloading that. Yeah, I was wondering if you download it if you don't have to, because it would be kind of fun just to play through it really hard, but well, I'm not 50, We're the ones so. who are supposed to try that and tell people how it works. <laughs> well, you get on that. <laughs> well, report was- next week. <laughs> yeah, let me get to 50 in a week and I'll let you know. No, I think just I'm... download it and see if you can start right off. Okay, I can do that at least. Should probably check that, yeah. How much what is, is it? it? Like three bucks or... Oh, I'm, su- I'm sure it's some uneven number of points. Like 763 got... or something. Got some points for my birthday so I can try it out. That's good. All right. Well, I know I've been playing some Zelda Phantom Hourglass and Persona 3 like normal, but I'm sure other people have been playing... Everyone here has been playing Zelda, right? Yeah. Yeah, kind of can't avoid that. Yeah, I've been playing it a little bit in between uh, Bouts of Ash. Yeah. So far, seems to be the Zelda everyone wanted on the DS. You know, sequel to The Wind Waker, clever puzzles, fun graphics, good music, lots of entertainment. What are you guys thinking... I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. I think it's a great game. I just I finished it's... it yesterday, and uh, it's it's good. It's it's got a lot of good high points, but uh, there was a lot of problems I found as well, uh, especially the Ocean King Temple. If you guys have done that, I don't know how far you guys are in, but that just gets ridiculously irritating after a while. Well, I think I visited that temple tw- twice, and I've already been irritated on the second trip that I've had to redo stuff from the first trip. Yeah, you get to do that six more times. Yeah, that's... No, you don't. <laughs> um, I, I got to... It was the eighth or ninth floor, and I was able to set a midway point. So now I can jump to that floor, spending the time it took to get me there. Oh. Well, that's nice. Oh, that's true. You get you do get to do that, but still, you then you get to do the other uh, floor six to twelve, three times each as well. Well, what I did notice is they changed a few of the puzzles... And update it a little bit to reflect the fact that I had a new weapon and take that into play. So right. Kind to, of change to things a little bit. To cut down your time through the floors. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, I mean, it's not yeah. like completely repetitive, but it. Uh, so I'm not sure Actually, I agree that's going to be the decision worse. to do it that way. Because now that I have to go, I've got the, uh, the next weapon that will make the floors faster, the first six floors. Uh-huh. But... Now I have to go through and play the first six floors just to lower my midpoint time so I have more time for the later floors. Well, but at least you have a purpose, and it doesn't feel like you're just <laughs> running through it for the heck of it. Right, and you don't make a mistake and go, oh, I just got hit and lost 30 seconds. Now I have to start yeah. all over because I won't have time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It's not really bothering me that much. I mean, I can see why it might bother some people, but I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, the thing is, you like a third of your playtime throughout the entire game ends up in that temple. You you, you do it for you're easily going to be spending three or four hours in, of the game time in that temple. It's ridiculous. Well, I think it makes it feel like more of an accomplishment when we finally beat it. <laughs> I don't think beating something through tedium should be an accomplishment. I think they could have had a better design. So, have you uh, any of you guys tried fishing yet? 
You can fish. Uh, yeah. I guess you haven't found that part then. <laughs> I tried it once. It was interesting. It's a lot cleaner than some of the other Zelda fishing games, but uh, yeah, it's still just not that exciting. I've, I've never never been interested in fishing in any game that's been used, and I don't like it in Zelda. I don't like it in Breath of Fire. It's fishing. It's boring in real life. It's boring in video games. <laughs> Well, at least at. you don't have to. At least you don't have to sit in a boat for five hours waiting for a fish to bite. Well, you do in Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> well, no, you have to sail for five hours to get to the fish, and then press the button. But... Yeah, I'm having trouble getting the fish to land, and I, you can't call up the tutorial again after you've already seen it once. So if I'm doing something in the wrong order, I just have to figure it out. I guess it's kind of frustrating. It doesn't tell you how you missed wrong or anything like that, but okay. So there's one the piece of challenge fish? I found. <laughs> What's that, Mike? What is the point of fishing? Um, I think you give them to a guy, and if he's impressed, you get an item or something. Just like everything else, you know, you do it well, you get an item. Okay. And if not, you just keep doing it until you do it. <laughs> what are you guys thinking of the combat system? Um, Iffy. I'm finding it rather um, not developed enough. Lots of tapping and there you go. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. It's not as uh, dynamic as some of the older, uh, some of the more recent Zelda games. It's like it point on an enemy and it dies. It's kind of boring that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is kind of nice with the, uh, you know, the the items you get to use, the bomb tubes, the boomerang. Those are really nice. I have a lot of problems with the bow and arrow because you it just doesn't unequip itself, and I've actually trained myself now to use the R button to uh, to equip it on the fly. Otherwise, I stand there and I'm like firing arrows in different directions as I'm trying to run away. I started using the R button for every item. Actually, I thought it was a lot more a lot easier. Although some items, it was a kind of frustrating with like the boomerang and bomb shoes. If uh, with the boomerang, if you let go of the R button too early. You won't even throw it, and you can lose valuable seconds. Yeah, you draw the path, and then I let go of the R button thinking the boomerang will go somewhere, and I just put it away. <laughs> I thought that was anti-intuitive. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I think the controls just need a little bit more work. but They're good in some respects. Like, uh, Well, I mean, they're obviously... Well, yeah, they're obviously well-tested and all that, but I just disagree with a lot of the design decisions there. Putting Movement maps really on the me. D-pad would help a lot. You're looking at it as though they were trying to make a really complex, convoluted combat system, and that's the exact opposite of what they're trying to do. They didn't want to make a complex combat system. They yeah, were it looks like they were trying so to make a touch-controlled game, primarily. Well, they were trying to make it so that the fighting wasn't the main point of the game. It was the exploration and puzzles. Right, but the controls don't aid that either. I think they do. Well, I, no, they, I don't. They do I think they hinder solving. the exploration while you're sailing, and as we just discussed, some of the puzzle, you know, you have to use your items for puzzles and battles, and they, it's not helping you use those easier. I don't know that the um, controls hinder sailing, because the sailing is still better than it was in Wind Waker. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's as good as it could be. But you said it hurts. Yeah, I think it, it holds it back from being better. I think if you had the the camera but it is better. on the D-pad. Well, okay, I didn't play Wind Waker, so I'm just comparing it to nothing. And I'm well, finding see, it to be I'm genius. comparing it to the game that it was actually built off of, and it's not, so... Uh, not having a lock-on is just a step in the wrong direction, in my opinion. Yeah, and the, fact the sh- and the fact that the shield is worthless as well doesn't help you either. Because I've gotten hit in the back by large enemies so many times trying to run away from them running around in circles. And I just can't get behind those enemies. Oh, yeah, yeah I know that feeling. <sighs> yeah, it's like, okay, hit it from behind, and then they spin as fast as you do because uh, you can't run near as tight a circle with the stylus as you could with the controller. Well, I don't even think it's that. I, just, I think in other games you tend to move a little faster than the enemies than you do here. But It also doesn't help that... Uh, because when the stylus is close to the uh, close to Link, he walks instead of runs in small. So areas. if you're on a small platform, 
where you can't yeah. move it that far away from exactly. the and you got to be spinning around a circle, then it gets you into trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hit by bosses a few times because of that. There's a few bosses that uh, just can't get out of the way of the attacks in time because the controls are unintuitive in that way. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm just... I think in general, I just veto the whole motion controls, touch control concept, but I'm too traditional in that respect, I guess. I don't think the motion controls were that exceptional in Twilight Princess because you know it was built as a GameCube game, but I think the touch controls are excellent in Phantom Hourglass. I think they really aid in making it feel like a new experience. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, I just felt they weren't polished enough. They uh, They could have been better. They could have been done a lot better. I thought they were polished. I just think it was the design issue. But I don't know if I agreed with what they were going for. Because it's not like, other than the, you know, the proximity of to Link and whether or not he's running, it, I don't get the feeling like anything's. It's not like I feel like I'm telling it to do something and it's not doing it. You know, it's not like yeah. a Warhawk situation or not a Warhawk, but a Lair situation. <laughs> you know, one of the things I kind of just bothered me about it is that it didn't feel like I was playing a Zelda game. It almost felt like I was playing Diablo. You're mm-hmm. pointing, you pointing and moving, uh, like what you do with a Diablo game: pointing and clicking and moving where you click. It felt entirely like Zelda to me. I did find it was missing some of the stuff you get in action games, where like gems and coins kind of auto uh, gravitate towards you. Like so, I kind of wish that rupees that I was digging up kind of just zoom into me, and I collect them without having to run around to get them. But but at least you. But don't it's a to... Zelda game. That's the way it is in every Zelda game. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm just new. If you new had to genres. fetch them out of the water again, that would be awful. Had to what? There was a Zelda game where you had to fetch the rupees out of the water when you killed an enemy. Oh yeah, and that was wasn't annoying. the Game Boy one. Because uh... they would fall into some certain. Spots no. of water, or what do you mean? Was it Wind Waker that did that? Oh. No, Wind Waker didn't. No, there was one where you, yeah, you'd kill them in the water, and the money would just sit there. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay. So well, now I've I actually to- had enemies I've killed here, and the money will spawn up on the ledge next to the enemy. <laughs> so I can't get up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? But, I mean, we're probably being... We're, we're listing the faults, and I don't know that they they weigh as heavily as the amount of time we're giving them because overall the game's pretty good I think you would all agree right I would give it yeah. pretty good Pretty good. I, right? I'd say it's good it could have been better but it's good I think it's excellent I think there's a couple points that would keep it from excellent I think redoing the temple a lot I think the bow controls the total uh, lack of d-pad control I actually would knock down for well, when we talk See, about something, I, I, I think the, uh, I think it's good that they did that. I think it's good that they tried to take a risk and do some new controls, and I think the controls worked. So, why don't we talk I about don't something? Know. That, I think uh, the game development process long enough that if you find something that you're taking a risk on and it doesn't work as well, you should change it. I don't. But I, I do think it worked. Right. Well, I mean, I think the Japanese liked it a lot more than we do too. Hmm. They're really in the innovative and. Unique things were more like we just want it to work right. Well, the issue for me is my hand starts to hurt after holding a pencil in a tight grip for a while, so that doesn't help me. But... The mini games are brutal. <laughs> tap 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 tap. Oh, I the one th- I am so good at archery games and all the Zelda games, and this one is just owning me, and I'm I'm frustrated with it. I didn't like the archery game. The, uh, the cannon-firing minigame that I uh, ran into wasn't that hard. That was rather enjoyable. See, I also haven't done very well on that one, but uh, apparently I've been doing it wrong according to you two. I'm not supposed to play with a camera, which is what I'm doing wrong. Well, you have to, but it shouldn't monopolize your time. But I am finding, like with the cannon, though, I do like getting off long-distance shots and hitting stuff. I think they've yeah. got that balanced pretty decently. They'll be able to blow up barrels in the water. There's definitely some nice auto targeting there. Yeah. But I mean, it, just, and you can mess up easily too, so it does feel like you're actually targeting. So it doesn't feel like it's just handing it to you on a plate. Uh, right. It feels satisfactory when I when I get that explosion. I don't know, something like that. 
<laughs> They're satisfying, I guess is the word I should have said. <laughs> Not satisfactory. It's like getting a pass-fail in your health class in middle school or something. Alright. Uh, well, it's getting late here. Um, anything else you guys want to say on Zelda, or should we just recommend people rent it or buy it? Or I think they should buy it, but I don't know. Now, the one thing I really enjoyed about this game uh, was the the writing on the map. I thought that was really well done. If, of anything in the game, I thought that was the most well designed. I liked it. I just it really shows how bad handwriting I have because I write on the <laughs> map and then I'm like, nope, that's not a two, and then I squiggle it out and nope, that's not a two, and I screw it. I'll just whatever. Well, <laughs> in most situations, only you need to be able to read it. So I like yeah. it also just because you know it's. It's like you're circling the location where you're going to find a piece of treasure or something like that. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Or you can make notes for a dungeon, you know, that sort of thing. I Yeah, I find that really useful because usually you come across these games where you just see these obstacles where you're like, I know I'm going to get an item for that later and I'm going to forget that I saw this thing here. And being able to scribble those notes down is just, that's, a, that's something that is nice to have. Should have been there it, it a long time the, ago. The puzzle, the more complexity, they don't have to sit there and go, okay, well... You can only give them, like, three instructions because you're not going to remember it. They can say, okay, here are the five things, and you have to put them in this order. So why don't you just write it down and get it over with? Well, yeah, but at that point, it's like, why bother? They already know you're writing it down. It's like before there was a challenge in having to memorize it. Now it's like, you know, I'm just giving it to you so you can Did practice actually... writing. I already know how to write. I don't need them to tell me how to write one to four. <laughs> Yeah, but I like it because if you go back there, you don't have to find the hint. You just, you, especially in this repetitive dungeon, you go in and go, oh yeah, I go here, I take this, I blow this up, I'm all done, sweet. I just go right through it. I don't have to remember each step. I don't have to explore because I can just say, here's what I do. I can draw a path and say, go here, do this, do this, do the next floor, move on. I don't have to re-explore and remember what did I do on this floor. I guess I'm not far enough along where it's gotten that complex is all. There are a few instances in the game, actually, in a couple of dungeons where you actually did have to draw paths uh, to get through an area uh, safely. Places where there's, like, uh, a maze or something like that of hidden floors, or uh, and yes, there's the- an, a sailing area as well that you can't get through without going down a certain path. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you find the path on a map, and you have to draw it down. Yeah. And there's also, there's some areas where you actually control objects in the game by drawing it on the map, which I thought was really well done. The bomb show in particular I thought was brilliantly well done. Yeah. I don't know if you did this or not, but I found it really useful to, uh, in the Ocean King Temple to use the uh, bomb chew as, a, as an exploration tool, so I didn't waste any phantom hourglass time. I just got the bomb chew, but I was planning to do that because, yeah, you can just drag it around the map and look around and go, hey, here's all the stuff, and just sit in safe zone. And then don't release it. Nice. Okay. um, All right, well, I'm good. All right, I think we're finally exhausted on the Zelda topic. I hope so. (laughs) Okay. So at the very least, a very um, deep game as far as stuff to just talk about and comment on. So if you want to just chat with your friends about it for a while, it might be a reason to pick it up. But, um, well, there was another thing, if you are going to oh. chat with your friends about it. Since all your loot has different prices, you should trade with your friends, too. It does? Mm-hmm. Your treasures will be a different price than my treasures, so we trade higher values. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of So cool. that explains the treasure guy. Because mm-hmm. he's sitting there paying like less than I paid for these things to begin with. So he just didn't understand it. Right. So, so you I mean, probably are these treasures are just... I mean, there's a point to have these items. I mean, I just keep collecting these items and they seem to have no purpose. <laughs> I was using money. it as a method of getting money, yeah. Well, yeah, except that I can't sell it to anybody and make money on it. Cause... You can sell it to the treasure guy. Well, yeah, but... So, there are things what, what I'm buying for 270 rupees, and he's only going to give me 150 back for them. So well, the prices right, don't change for you, so it, just don't buy them. Okay. You could buy them and trade with me, and like we could send each other things that cost 800 rupees to sell. So that's the secret, huh? Right. But it, right now he tells me I can't trade yet, so I need <laughs> to figure out how far I, I can trade with people. All right. 
Oh, and there is a... If you register your game on my Nintendo, you can fill out a survey and get a free uh, feather stylus thing. Um, so, which I, I guess is based off the how you kind of have a quill on the map when you draw directions for your ship to sail. So I guess it's kind of modeled after that. I don't know if it's like a feathery, loose feather that's going to just fall apart when your cats get to it or kind of big piece of plastic stylus or what. But I'm going to go with plastic. Yeah, probably. Just like Pokemon ones. Feather would be more interesting. But... <laughs> you can tickle someone who steals your DS. Yeah, there you go. Is anyone playing playing anything else? Uh, I actually started playing the Hellgate London beta. How are you liking uh, that? I don't know what I can say, based on. Uh, You're not things. allowed to tell people what you think of this game. <laughs> I can tell you what I think. I don't think I can give you any details, so it's kind of vague. <laughs> but I am liking it. I didn't think I would. First of all, I'm not into, quote, creepy games. I don't play Silent Hill. I don't play Resident Evil. I don't play those kind of games. Well, we got so you to whole... pick up Persona, so we're, we're <clears> starting it <throat> down the path very easily. Yeah, it's opened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open. so this post-apocalyptic London is like, hmm, zombies and undead things, and yeah, how am I really going to get into this? But I'm actually, you know, pretty down with it. It's uh I don't even know how to say it. <clears throat> it's an urban engrossing. 3D Diablo? <laughs> yeah, really it is. You know, and I wasn't really a big fan of Diablo, so I don't know why I'm so into this game. Mm. But uh, I'm looking forward to its progression and to release, and uh, hopefully my characters are still there when I try again tomorrow, so we'll see how it goes. More of it. Are the characters... Int- well, you can't tell us. Um... Well, it is mentioned that the characters are wiped now and then, because they are well, in beta. Yeah, but no, that's not what I meant. The uh, I'm just wondering about the design because it it just seems like from all the things I've tried and played at the conventions, it's like just everything seems to be shooting oriented, and a lot of the appeal of Diablo is having all these vastly different character types and different styles of play. Well, part of the problem is is I don't think I'll be able to explore all the classes mm-hmm. in the time I have in beta, but I do feel that there is this branching of classes. I know there's three main starting points, and I'd love to know how those expand, because they are clearly... They're not different in how they play at the start, but they're clearly different in how they attack things. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's like any you know, game with the start with multiple classes. You all kind of start out as little minions, and you go and kill things, and you all do it the same way. Um, but... Uh, It'd be nice to see how they expand. I don't think I'm going to get a chance. Maybe when it comes out, we can really get into it. Oh, yeah. Goes without but saying, that's a <laughs> But I, I wasn't even surprised I was like still interested after I was playing it late into the night one night. I'm like, wow. I, I didn't even expect to play it this long, and now I'm really sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... That's RPGs for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we're uh, at the end of our allotted time. <laughs> we don't want to go too long and fill up people's iPods, I guess. But uh, I hope uh, you guys out there have enjoyed this. Uh, thank you to Brian and Mike and Adrian for joining me tonight. And hope to get uh, Anna Marie back on next week. And see what's uh, coming up and well I'm sure we'll be giving you a big in-depth uh, feelings and review of Final Fantasy Tactics and though I, I don't know of what I guess we'll talk about the cutscenes and whatever how we feel about the translation but <laughs> the beautiful cutscenes are what a great affordable device <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the game's not already game's not out yet and you're already gushing over it <laughs> That art style is unforgettable. Yeah. Alright, well, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, thanks, it's been an uh, RPG cast. Uh, thanks a lot. Bye. Hi.
So after the show, we played a bit of Zelda and chatted with each other about it. Um, I gotta warn you, a little bit boring, a little bit funny, so listen to it at your own risk. Also, spoiler alert, uh, we cover a number of topics that were kind of in the first five hours of the game or so, so if you haven't got the fishing rod at least, um, might want to avoid it until you do. Have fun. Oh, we didn't talk about multiplayer at all. Multiplayer what? Multiplayer Zelda. Have I you played tried it? Oh, you haven't? Yeah, I have. I played at GDC and it was dorky then. It's uh, It feels better when you're actually doing it for rankings and stuff. And you oh. have more than one map. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I was really down on it at GDC. Now, I don't think it's a reason to go pick up the game, but whenever I've popped into it, I've actually had fun playing it, so... So you want to beat the yeah, game first? Need something. You don't need to though. There's no story connection with beat the game multiplayer. First. Beat game first. Okay. Because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to beat the game first, and then I'm going to go play something else. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I need to finish Mega Man. I need to finish a lot of stuff. I don't want it to be Wednesday. Yeah, I didn't get much. I didn't catch up back up to you, Mike, because last night I was playing, playing Persona Three till like two a.m. I was playing I only, and I only got unfairly wiped out once, so I'm I'm getting better. In Persona Three? Yeah. Oh. I got my homunculus yeah, Yay. My longsword just learned Dabaru Atatsuku. <laughs> Excellent. Congratulations. Double attack. It's double attack. Oh awesome. I see. Dabaru Atatsu. That's awesome. I was just saying it as it's written in Katakana. Because it's funny. You die. Okay, so... Says, Old Wayfarer's house. Hey, I'm here! Sweet, I let's love, go in. I love blowing up seagulls. <laughs> I do too, and they're like... <laughs> yeah, that's fun. She's a sly, elusive creature. She will not show herself if monsters lurk nearby. Anybody have found a mermaid? Yes. Yep. <laughs> she oh. was sitting outside as soon as I walked out the door. You have to hit her with it's the like, uh, oh, look. No, don't don't tell him. Make him figure it out. Die, electric fusion man. Just take all the fun out of it for him. And right in the water I go. Oh, look, the fog is still around because this game is stupid. Right. My game doesn't have fog. <sighs> well, You're I don't know. Up. I haven't triggered whatever event I need to for the fog to go away. Um... So tired Make of doing it. the circuitous route. I'll give you a... Don't do the route. You Once you've done the fog once, just go on the other side of the rocks and it's not foggy. The tornado has traditionally kept me from doing that. Let's see if the tornado's gone now. Um, I don't see any mermaid. Is she in the cave? Maybe we should look in the water where a mermaid might be. Oh, in the water. <laughs> Where did you think the mermaid was? <laughs> on a rock? Okay, she's okay on a mermaids rock. on rock would traditionally be out in the ocean, surrounded by water. I don't... Oh, is that... That's a mermaid? It looks like a weasel. <laughs> yeah, it's a weasel. Oh, and then she goes away. Okay, I see. Huh? Come back. Oh, she's gone. Now I have to zone. Oh, I can't the sign again. Just zone. I'm gonna zone. Has anyone else destroyed signs before you can read them? Yeah, and then I have to zone yeah, and come back. Yeah. Sign. I've done that in every Zelda game. That's a mermaid? Every Zelda game? Oh, well, every Zelda game uh, since Ocarina of Time that I've played, I've done that. <laughs> I just ran into nothing and took damage. She's got... Oh, we're... Ooh. The collision detection by the rocks is really so bad. I like getting dressed up as a mythical creature. Well, I dress up too if I look like you. We don't need to hear about your fantasies. <laughs> okay, so what I want to know is how many uh, rupees have you gotten out of the little jellyfish thing? Um, I did it... What happened once is I was going to go salvage something. Mm-hmm. So they came and followed me until I got to the end of my path. Yeah. And so I just shot them and they made like 600 rupees. Nice. Because they were just like stuck there and they kept multiplying on me, so I just kept shooting them. That's how they work. 600 is quite a lot, though. How many did they multiply to? Three? 
Um, yeah. And then I eventually let one go because it goes out of range and then I get one closer again. I usually stuck it so I would have one pair staying together and I could shoot them with one shot. Yeah. Sweet. Mermaid chicks can go talk to old man and they're going to go have mad sex and it's going to be great. I hate that I randomly roll as I'm running. I don't, because it, like, moves you faster. Until you get dizzy. <laughs> no, no, when you just... Too... Rolling makes you dizzy? If you do it too many times in a row. I thought that was a attack. Oh. Uh, rolling does it as well. Oh, okay. So, does Link have amnesia from the last game, or did he just not learn any skills in Wind Waker? He's been lazing about about a pirate on a pirate ship for a couple for of months. For five minutes. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Oh, no. Not him. Stupid moron. Ooh, that was 15 bucks in one swing. There we go. Finally, a, a red rupee in one of these salvage maps. It actually makes it worth getting a rupee. Unlike the one where there's a red rupee surrounded by four, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go wreck my arm to, to get that one. Well, mostly it's just these single rupees, and it's like, why I found am I going to risk it? Really? Nice. Yeah, it was in the bottom, and there was a moving thing chasing it. And I was like, sweet. So I just went over and uh, snagged it real quick. Hey kid, can I talk to you? He's useless, of course. Oh, and Ash has started again. No, I've been playing it for quite a while. I like set the volume down. Oh, it was like funny. The music went from being like boring to really good. So yeah, well, Zelda <laughs> games have horrible music. You got the demon ship ship part. Sweet. Nice. Got like three demon. I don't know if the sickle oh, so is also part of that set, but I might have three set parts of that set now. You know what we can do? We can trade for whatever favorite ship we want. Yeah, but I'm like three fifths of the way there now. Yeah, but I think I've got the two parts you need. Oh, jerk. I've got the wheel and the, the body. Ah, what? What? Oh, that's not a salvage I've been heading to. That's an island. Oh, oh are you going to the black X's? Yeah. Yeah, they're islands. Maybe sometimes, I don't know what an idea this would be because we'd have to market spoiler or something. Hmm. But we should just have a podcast of, like, us playing a game. What do I do? Because <laughs> they never told me how to fish. Yeah, he does. Oh, here's your first time fishing. Huh. So let's see to fishing. Slide the stylus down the screen to pull up on your rod. Reel and make small circles. Lift up the rod. Set the hook. Lift up? Does that mean push up or down? No, it means don't touch the screen. Really? It says I should. Yeah, when it says lift up. Oh, lift up the stylus. Yeah. I didn't know I was moving it. Okay, this is going to be hard. Fish, but it's not doing anything. It's supposed to get closer. What? The fish is like way out there, and my line's way out there. Nothing's going on. Am I supposed to entice him somehow? I don't know how you screw up an automatic fishing. Dude, does he grab the line at some point? Yeah. Do I just wait for that to happen? It shouldn't have taken this long. 
I, I don't understand. You got to the fish icon on the map, and you open the menu and t- press the fish button, right? Okay, I hit. Okay, I got a bite. Okay. Apparently I was just supposed to stop screwing with it long enough for it to bite me. Well, he went to pull up the rod and will You don't think it's... Sliding down the screen. Loto? You're kidding me. This is... I see, so every circle gives me one yard. If I can just hold it down, that makes this a lot easier. I got me a fish. It You cut a holy crap. A Luvar it measures five feet eight inches. It's not very pretty, but it's crap. Huh? Five five feet? Yeah. That's Is insane. That so that's a good one? That's bigger than Link. Oh yeah, he's like he's like jumping on the side of the boat and he's not even coming up to the top of the fish. It's like, oh my god, it's so huge. Oh. 